0: Rejoice, rejoice, Christ the King has been born. Rejoice, rejoice, the Savior is alive. To this day, 2017, our Savior is still alive. We do not worship someone that is laying in a grave, in a tomb. We worship a Savior that lives today, lives with each and every person that calls on Him. Christ came for each and every person. But each and every person has not chosen to follow Christ. As I said earlier, when there's a separation, it's because we choose to separate ourselves from Him. It is His desire that each and every person on this earth would come to Him, bow down to Him, worship Him, to praise Him, It's our responsibility to carry this Word to our community. It may be through contacts with relatives that live somewhere else like friends that are living other places. I have a very good friend that lives in Las Vegas, another one in Phoenix. The Word can be shared with them. I am blessed because they and their families believe in Jesus Christ. And they get in touch with me and they tell me how they're praying for me. So we can share the Word in so many different directions. And we can share the joy that comes from knowing Him. Knowing that that source is Jesus Christ Himself. In the book of Luke the first chapter in the 26th verse Now in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married a man to a man named Joseph a descendant of David The virgin's name was Mary the angel went to her and said Greetings Great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Please, please pay attention to Mary's response. If you could, inject yourself into this scene Where this humble person, not a person of wealth, not a person that had a a great uh, mansion to live in or the luxuries of life, has just been told by an angel that she is to be blessed. And think of what your feelings may be if that was you. You're by yourself and the angel of the Lord says you will deliver a child. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Mary's response, I am the Lord's servant. Make your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Do you see the faithfulness of Mary? It wasn't by accident she was chosen to be the chosen one to deliver Jesus Christ. You can see of her character, her strength in faith, her belief in God. You can see that in her response because it would be so easy for each and every one of us to come up with excuses if called. I have admitted to y'all that I came up with excuses for 40 years. For 40 years. I was pretty good at coming up with excuses. It could be that you're called for something totally different. It could be a missionary somewhere. I've been amazed at the stories I've read about missionaries and what they've been able to do and how their lives are at risk so many times. But when called, whether it's here in this community in Kwana, Texas, or whether it's in someplace in Africa, can we say, your will be done. Your will be done. It's not easy. It's not one that most of us would step into without any consideration. When we go to the story of John the Baptist, John's dad argued with Gabriel, and he was not able to speak again until after the birth of John. I would think that would be more the response than Mary's. But Mary, the mother of Christ, said let his word be fulfilled. We this morning talk about joy. And we, we share joy in the form of laughter. Whether it's in our Sunday school classrooms, whether it's in the halls, or whether it's the minister holding up a bird, uh, bird feeder, a bird house. Jowers like that. If it's a burning house, we laugh. There's joy. There's laughter. And yet we are very committed to Jesus Christ. We know that is very serious. But we can do it with joy in our heart. Joy in our heart. Eva Corrigo reminded me of this scripture, or let's say this scripture reminded me of her. Paul is addressing his hardships. We put no stumbling blocks in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance, in troubles, in troubles hardship, distress, in beating, imprisonments, and riots. And yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. He knew the joy of having Jesus Christ. He knew the joy of having him in his soul and his spirit. It was so strong that he would go through those trials and tribulations, and I just read the beginning and the ending sentence of that paragraph. He goes on in great detail as to the price he has paid in being a servant. But nothing, nothing was going to stop him until there was death, until there was his death. But by the time he gave his life for Christ, he had touched thousands of thousands of individuals. His books are the most studied books out of the Bible. His books give great detail. He has been reaching out to to other places with his word at the time of the writing of his letters. Like to the Philistines, he also had his personal life and individuals could see that he personally believed to the point that if his life had been required, which it was more than once, he was going to give it all to him. And I say that his life was was challenged more than once like by being stoned, being lashed. Any of those could have taken his life There's no no, uh, exact description as to how he passed away, but the legend is that he was beheaded in Rome. Whatever it was, he gave everything he had. Nothing they did was going to stop him. Eva Corrigo was a special lady in my life, When I came to Kwana, then she was one that that influenced me. She could not come to church very often, and so we had communion in her home many a day. And no matter what was going on in her life, she always had the joy of Christ living in her. She didn't come to church very often because of the problems she did have. But she was able to find joy even in the midst of all that. She would call me two or three times a week wanting to know who she could pray for. She was a prayer warrior. She had Christ in her heart. When I was at her house, she might be watching something off of the PTL channel which she did frequently. She was seeking the Lord, and in her quiet little way, because she didn't get out very often. But individuals like myself that went in to see her, she would tell them about Jesus Christ. In her own way, she was telling more people about Jesus Christ than a lot of people that are out in the community all day long. She had such a love for Jesus Christ that it was contagious. It was something that I admired about her. One time when uh, I was visiting with her, she showed me a Bible that she had acquired in a garage sale. And uh, I said, that is super. I've tried to find those at Mardell's and other places that translation of the Bible she handed it to me. I said, no, I can't take this. This is yours. That was, you know, I knew that what she paid for it was difficult with their budget. And so I tried to talk her out of it, but she taught me a lesson right then that I'll never forget. She said, do not rob me of my joy. Do not rob me. Of my joy. i would never heard that before. But I've repeated it many a times. As I try to give a gift or a wood to someone. Don't rob me of my joy. Because the joy of giving is so wonderful. It has nothing to do with economics. It has nothing to do with status, power, or anything else. The joy of giving to someone else. Certainly giving the word of Jesus Christ and introducing anyone to Christ. But giving anything in love to someone else. At Christmas time, it's a time of giving. And remembering the days when we were so much younger and how excited we were with what we got. What we got. What did Santa Claus bring me? What did mom and dad get me? What was under the tree for me? But as we grew and matured, we realized the greatest joy was in giving. And that's exactly what God did. He gave us his son. For it was obvious that we as mortals were also sinners. And there had to be a way for salvation. And we rejoice, rejoice, Christ Jesus is born, our Lord, our Savior. And, And with Jesus Christ, there is no barriers. There are those that are very wealthy, very, very wealthy, that are miserable. And then there are those that are very, very wealthy that live in joy and happiness, And they know what it's like to give to individuals. And so many times when they have that kind of money, they do it anonymously. Did you all understand that word? Anonymous? My mouth is powder dry. Anyway, nobody knew they did it. They would like it to always be there. But it always came from their heart. They realized they were blessed. And so they wanted to give to others. And in doing so, there was joy both sides. Let's say someone needed help with their college education and an individual had the means to make that possible. Well, that person that's going to college is blessed. That person going to college has joy because of the receiving of of this generosity, but the one making the donation was also blessed. You see, that person will go on, potentially, get a degree, and then start contributing to society, contributing to the joy of others. So it's a gift that keeps going on and on and on. So because you have money, it doesn't mean you're, all, you're automatically going to be joyful. It doesn't mean you're going to be a very happy person, because with that, there's a lot of responsibilities a lot of bills that have to be paid. A lot of employees that have to be paid. You can have that kind of situation in which you're wondering, how in the world am I going to cover it? Sam Walton, with all of these stores all over the United States and other parts of the world, the Waltons are up there at the top of those that are richest in the world. Sam was up there at the top by himself. But there was so much responsibility that went with that. The money in and of itself would not necessarily make a person happy. I have known many of individuals that were living from paycheck to paycheck, as we say. While we were studying the uh, uh, Dave Ramsey program, it was talking about running out of money before we ran out of money. Well, I've been there and done that. But I've also not a lot of people that are struggling each and every month like that. How am I going to pay the electric bill, the car payment? How am I going to do that? And yet they had joy in their heart. And in having that joy, it's contagious when you see and you're around them. It is a special joy when we know Jesus Christ, such as Eva. She set such a wonderful example for me. And I was so blessed as being a new minister in town and just trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. She was such a blessing. She could be one that I could use as a role model because she had joy in her heart no matter what she was doing without financially. And not only did she have joy, she was sharing that joy with me And I learned from her. I'm very proud to share her story. I'm sorry. Lost my place here. With each and every light, there is someone that is witnessing it. When I say each and every light, I mean each one of you as a light. Others are witnessing your light, they're watching and they are observing. Me. How you live, how you walk. Do you walk with joy? I was talking to this friend of mine in Phoenix yesterday, and uh, he told me that everybody has trials and tribulations, and he just came through a battle of a couple of years with cancer. And he was encouraging me that through this, something good would happen. Look at how fortunate you are, Wayne. See all the many blessings because it's easy to get focused in on something that is distracting you from everything. Let's say it's financially. You might have concern and that's all you're focusing on and yet you're so blessed to have the family you have. And so it's easy once you start having medical issues to focus on that instead of focusing on what you have and how truly rich you are. How rich you are has nothing to do with this. Nothing. But it has everything to do with your heart. Everything that Christ has instilled in you in a form of a servant, as a giver, as one that leads in celebration. And like Eva told me, Wayne, don't steal my joy. It is a joy. It is a joy to give to others in love. The greatest rejoicing will be yours for the greatest joys will be yours. When we walk in a path of Jesus Christ, we are blessed with joy. If there's anyone here to.